right, everybody, welcome back. It's AOTB episode 6, September 11th, 2017. We're recording this now. You're probably listening to it a few days later. I'm DJ J. Skrilla. I got my co host, co captain, co pilot, co D, Cynthia Gaten in the house. Hello, everybody. And uh, we are not uh, exactly featuring any crazy interviews today. We're just going to go over the uh, Bitcoin ICO art space um, of what's been happening in the past month. There's been a lot going on. So we have a lot of news to discuss, things that you all can research on your own. Um, I'm going to go over some of the ICOs that have been coming out and kind of uh, talk about them and uh, go over our meetup that's happening September 19th at the Black Cat in Washington, D.C., how to be a part of that. And we are also currently looking for artists for accepting cryptocurrency, um, artists, musicians, whoever, creatives. And, um, you know, we could feature some of your stuff, talk about it on this, uh, ep- you know, one of these episodes. Um, but for right now, let's get into the news. Okay. A lot going on. Uh, so I actually had to extend my list to 10 things, and there could have been an 11 but I had to, you know, time constraints and all. Uh, what I wanted to make sure that everybody understands that we're not endorsing or, you know, proving anything that has been identified here is all for entertainment purposes, so don't get too excited. But, <laughs> um, pay, you know, just pay attention and, and check out the websites. and D-Y-O-R. Make, right. Do your own research your on this stuff, guys. First thing that was interesting is this, Company Pro, ProStar IO shut down after less than a month of fundraising on August 31st. They put out a press release that said they were contacted by the SEC on August 24th regarding their ICO and decided to cease operations. They are supposed to be returning funds received starting on September 2nd, so that supposedly is already going on. I have a link to their press release. Um, I have a link to their website, so if you did purchase... You know, try to get in your your refunds. I wonder, what are those tokens going to be worth if you don't exchange them? If you don't send them back? What? Or do you get to keep them? Or how does that work? What if I'm an investor and I sent in money and or tokens or whatever, ETH, um, and I don't comply with the give back? What, do you know what happens? Did, is that? I didn't see anything on that. I don't know how it would have any value but, if the company's not operating. Right, but say, that's something that, you know, it could be a history, you know, historic thing where you keep some of the tokens and down the road, you know, these are the tokens that were banned. You know, the first ICO banned, I, I see that having value. So just by holding the the token that doesn't... Has no... No function? Has no function to that, but it's a piece of history because it's the first ICO that was officially banned by a government. And if... This crypto space does get big, bigger than it is, which a lot of people think it will. You know, maybe 10, 20 years down the line, this is a uh, historic token. Well, it could be, but they, they chose to close. The SEC just said, you know, Still, but they you might they, want to think they about They intervened, so I don't yeah. know. I, I, I look at that. If I was an investor, I might send, like, most of them back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, like, certainly, it certainly is a chill on this this whole ICO thing and right. um, obviously people were didn't either take the SEC decision seriously with the DAO or they thought that they were in compliance or uh, so this is the first 
first time that somebody's intervened. Right. In this in this space. Yeah. Second thing, uh, just found out recently, Artist Ti joined Flick as a co-owner of Flick on August twentieth. Flick itself is identif- is touting itself as a video streaming platform that gives creatives the ability to self-distribute their film or television show to a global audience. This is all according to their website. They say also that using their blockchain-based ecosystem, Flick filmmakers can raise funding for their films and TV shows and can rent or purchase Flick tokens on its platform. It was founded by Ryan Felton, an entertainment exec in Atlanta, with artist T.I.'s co-owner Tony Galapi. Is it Tony Galapi, I think. I don't know how to say his last name. Okay. He's on their advisory board. And according to the website, the company's goals are, one, to develop an online distribution platform, and two, fund a slate of unique and creative entertainment projects. Item number three is maybe mispronounced, but I'll pronounce it Rokugo. Launched a digital pub- publishing tokenization platform on August 20th. August 20th apparently was a day for all this to happen. Uh, this new company began its ICO offering on August 19th. It ends on September 19th. And as of 2026 p.m., and this was, I put this together on the 6th of this month, um, they raised 331 Ether, or the equivalent of 120, do you have the? Yeah, it's, I got right. the updated the right update. now. They're up to, on uh, September 11th today, they're up to 354 Ether, wow, equivalent of about $106,000, which, it's funny, so many ICOs have been launching lately, the earlier ICOs that came out, um, you know, in the last couple of years, they didn't come out, you know, some, there was like 11 ICOs launched on one day. It might have been that day um, last month. Before, it was like an ICO every month and every week, or maybe even it got to that. But now it's like so many in one day, just people have to choose which ICOs are putting their Ethereum in. Before, it was like, People had so much Ethereum and they got it for cheap. It was almost like they, at, at the value they're using it for, it was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, t- t- why not toss a few Ether into each one of these ICOs that comes out? Now it's so many of them. You know, this ICO, it's, they actually seem to have an interesting thing going on, um, you know, publishing content. I, I got to look more into it, but to only have $106,000 raised, um, you know that's that's it's still a significant amount of money, but in the space that all these ICOs have been coming, it seems you know the, it looks small compared to yeah, and like a lot of them are, are doing that. Which you know, if you're an investor, you know sometimes you might want to find the the needle in the haystack that's you know under va- undervalued, yeah, undervalued at the time of ICO. So that's I don't know. That's just putting that out there. It's it's, it's an, interesting to see. Um, Oh, it's going. How many investors do they have now? They got 145. All right. Cool. Um, so according to their website, they are a secure, decentralized publishing platform that rewards contributors with revenue and exposure for their content. In addition to blockchain timestamping, they are promoting a smart publishing feature called Shogun. And this is the thing that was most interesting to me, which tracks search engine trending topics known as cross-dependence temporal Topic model or CDTM TTM. Brendan Playford and Wyatt Meldman Flock are co founders. We both have backgrounds in uh, physics. 
Side note, they seem to have a pretty active Telegram community and the founders appear to be readily available to respond to questions. Shogun Products seems to be the most innovative service and is described as a relevancy engine powered by machine learning. I, I thought that was one of the most more interesting aspects of, of this um, ICO. So we're Yeah, and, and they've got, you know, um, a lot of information, you know, compared to some of the other ones on the uh, blog. A lot of people in there. I, I think I've been looking at them. They're, they're interesting. I'm going to watch them. And next, number four, Vibrate Live Music Venue Service ICO launched on September 5th, co-founded by DJ Umek. Uh, they were able to close in four minutes and 42 seconds, according to urbancrypto.com, and hit their hard cap of 38,000 Ether, and all 120 million Vibro coins were sold. All right, I'd like to uh, interject real quick. Okay. I have a conspiracy theory about Uh-oh. Vibrate. <clears throat> All right, so Vibrate, they've been posting on Facebook and stuff, and they've been launching target ads, you know, to where the younger people are and stuff. It's all good. Um, but I've, I follow them, too, in their uh, Telegram. I've been following them a little bit. And they sold out this thing. Uh, you know, they have this website with all these stars on it, and, uh, you know, it, it's, it seems very misleading. Am I wrong to say that? Yeah, no, I was gonna comment about. Yeah, that yeah, I know. And and but what I was gonna say about the conspiracy that I have is that it sold out in 3.3 minutes or whatever. Um, and then they came in like two days later and offered a 24-hour extended period to get back into the ICO because so many people wanted it. My conspiracy theory is that somebody instantly, you know bought up all the tokens or, or didn't I don't know in 3.3 minutes oh make news we sold out so quick now uh, you plebs we're gonna offer you 24 hours to join it's almost like it's so big I, you, you see what I'm saying it's like yo that that's how they their marketing theme is like uh, we sold out so quick I mean why do they need more than 38,000 ether what was the target on all that and and i look at their website I, there's no white paper there's no it looks like they're trying to build a myspace community with music and stuff and uh, it's just uh i'm sorry I, this is one so far that I, I can't endorse if the guys from vibrate want to come on and debate this it's no problem but so far I, I'm, I'm throwing off on this one yeah it was a little concern concerning to me this for similar reasons. I mean, when you look at their beta website, you've got web, well-known artists appearing on their artist landing page. Like what artists like who? All they've got, the first person is Taylor Swift. Now, I don't think Taylor Swift is necessarily affiliated with this Vibrate. And, and we could totally be wrong. We could be so wrong. Let us know, but. But what, <laughs> what it looks like what this really is, is there is a listing of their own ranking of artists that they're posting on their site as opposed to these artists participating in the Vibrate platform. So, I mean, that's fine. You want to rate artists, you have your own rating system to do that, that's fine. But then you look down further, um, there's no indication about whether these artists are registered with the Vibrate product. And then when you scroll further down the page, it looks like the registered artists are ranked and are primarily from Brazil and Slovenia. So if you, so that was the other, <laughs> Thing yeah, I that. that was a little bit misdirective to to me, and I think you're they're opening themselves up 
um, because the artists that they put at the top of their page are so well known, and it might have been a misdirection to the people who bought absolutely the uh, the token so quickly. Um, but again, you know, they who knows? But I have one, two, three, four, <laughs> four sites to to investigate, and you know, if you all have any information about what what it is that they're doing and um, that whether or not some of the artists that have been that appear at the top of their artist landing page are affiliated with them that'd be awesome if they were really affiliated with them yeah it, it seems like basically a social networking thing for entertainment industry cool and they're putting it on the blockchain they're not they're just tokenizing it and giving you rewards so in the sense that you know giving you rewards tokens that's what they're for you know um that could make sense i don't know why a website needs 38,000 ether to sell out and then offer another 24 initial 24 hour window yeah like, i don't know what's going on with all that and like you said the misdirection stuff you know it's you know you got to be skeptical about this yeah but, um that's what it is first thing when you see people dancing at the top of the screen is always a clue <laughs> <laughs> um, next thing is the Twitter's new terms of service. Now, this is not directly related to, you know, art of the blockchain or anything like that. But I wanted at least let you all be aware of a change in the terms of service. It goes into effect on the 2nd of October. And everybody knows you post things on social media. You know, you relinquish some measure of, of control. The difference is with this new change in terms of service, um, while they say that you retain your rights to the content you submit, post or display, what's yours is yours. In fact, you know that's fine. That's been the case since the beginning of Twitter. Thing that is different is that you're giving Twitter, you're granting Twitter, and anyone who's on Twitter right now, you have already previously agreed to the knowledge that their terms of service change from time to time and you still you your option is to get off of Twitter if you don't like the terms of service so by submitting posting or displaying content on or through the services you grant us a worldwide non-exclusive royalty free license with the right to sub license which is the first thing I didn't like uh, to use copy reproduce process adapt modify publish transmit display and distribute such content in any and all media or distribution methods now known or later developed. Ha. Uh, this license authorizes us to make your content available to the rest of the world and let them do the same. You agree that this license includes the right for Twitter to provide, promote, and improve the services and make content submitted to or through the services available to other companies, organizations, or individuals. This is, you know, while this is kind, in some respect, boilerplate language of the kinds of things that you would you know, it looks like a lot of gobbledygook, but if you are the kind of person, and a lot of people do this, I've noticed, is you're basically writing your book on Twitter, or you are creating your uh, theme for a article or a book. Basically, Twitter has more resources than you. It could basically take your enumerated chapters that you put, you know, it's a one out of 12, one out of 15, put it all together, and release it. Now you wouldn't have a, you would not have a copyright infringement. Damn! Um, now you might still continue to want to do this. I would like to think that Twitter would actually contact you and say we're getting ready to do this. 
and set up a licensing, a separate licensing or syndication or some other deal with you. But the terms of service, you know, pay attention to it and uh, use Twitter. What you if know. you what if you put something up that's copyrighted to you already? They can't. Do they still have that. You've authority? given them a license to use oh, the. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. That's that's um interesting. Yeah, it says you know they may be made with no compensation paid to you with respect to the content you submit. So pay attention. It goes into effect October 2nd. So that would include your music that you put on there, all that stuff. Um, number six. And if anybody has a counterposition to that, I'll be more than happy to, to hear the, debate, debate, yeah, debate. the argument. Again, you, you have free access to something that reaches millions of people is it worth it to you just be aware uh number six los angeles artist nipsey hustle has invested in a cryptocurrency project called follow coin according to their website our goal is to lower the barriers of crypto investment markets by providing tools and services that make interacting handling and trading crypto coins easy and this is something that i think a lot of people are looking forward to is how do you make it easy for people to onboard how do you get yeah. people engaged in this thing um what i thought was interesting about it is that they have a floor investment amount of their second round pre-ico run of 250 dollars. now at least that's a number that you could understand if you're not into you don't understand crypto coin coin generally or cryptocurrency generally 250 dollars, you can make a decision yes or no do i have 250 dollars to invest in this so they're taking cash um, they're taking money, I what, guess, what, to, to invest through in this. tokens. Is two hundred dollars worth of tokens yeah. or something? Of yeah. or something? Mm-hmm. Uh, according to their website, Filecoin is is an operating system for crypto assets. Their goal is to lower the barriers, as I said. Their market cap on crowd sale is thirty three million, with one billion follow coins. 33% sold during Ethereum ERC token sale, 33% retained by Followcoin, 33% allocated for incentive program. So their first mobile... So basically they're going to control 67, 66% yeah, of the coin. Well, the first mobile app is supposed to be released on September 29th. Public ICO starts October 27th. Uh, as an apparent nod to their sincerity, and this is, these are the kinds of things I nitpick on. It's like, why do you why do you hate suits? But um, to their sincerity, there's a no suit policy, so you see personalities, engineers, and managers listed as team members, but no accountants or attorneys um, have been identified. Which is funny, but on the other hand, when you're when you're dealing with the ICO in these times, at least you know have one available to you have an attorney or accountant available to you understands how this how this works so there's two um two links so is this a nipsey hustles company or is he helping promote it or something or what what, how are they because there's a lot of you know we're going to talk about this too a little bit but there's a lot of stars that have popped up celebrities in these things and i'm wondering what their role is Is they're the marketing angle or are they are they the investors i mean I well it says in the in the press release it says he's invested okay so it's just it seems like he has a dual role as an investor as well as a you know promoter celebrity but i don't know if he's actually said anything, anything out loud yeah. about it and that's another thing too i think we talk about is you know the artists who are being the face of different ICOs or cryptocurrencies, 
um, you know, it behoove everybody if you either told, told people or talk to people or your fans about what your understanding is of the cryptocurrency because you you are if you're the reason why they are buying it then at least know about what it is and, and educate your fans um number I, eight i want to see killer mike do a, a, a cryptocurrency <laughs> yeah i think he would be a good mouthpiece and like he would under, try to understand it and you know i don't even know i'd buy into it even if there's some <laughs> fucking vaporware go go ahead killer mike <laughs> Uh, number eight is another ICO, and this is ICO heavy. I apologize for that, but in in other worlds, there wasn't a lot going on uh, for art, you know, specific art pieces or specific music that uh, was worth drawing your attention to, other than the ones I'm going to talk about later. But uh, another ICO called Artcoin Fund was advertised as the first decentralized conduit to support a democratized art collection. The only place I'm seeing this Artcoin Fund is uh, on Twitter. Um, unfortunately, it seems like they they started crowd crowd sale on July 19th and it ended on August 7th. They, according to their Twitter feed, they were supposed to start building a a platform after token sale with art acquisition beginning on December 30th. However, the links to their um, website is dead. Um, I do have two links that seem to still be operating. If anybody knows what happened, it seemed like a pretty cool idea. Their their white paper looked somewhat feasible, especially when part of it is that they're using the money to buy art. I thought that was kind of cool. So if anybody knows about it, uh, let us know. Number nine, uh, the International Business Times article was published on August 29th by Lee Kuhn entitled Why Artists and Art Collectors Love Blockchain Technology. She identifies several reasons for this love, including the benefits of mobile wallets, which can swap payments faster and with fewer transaction fees than wire transfers and credit cards, that fans could collaboratively own art investments and authenticity may be more readily proven and may help eradicate art fraud. And all those are are good reasons uh, to at least look into uh, getting your art on the blockchain. It seems there's a lot of companies or ICOs and tokens, etc. And not even like even like Korea with Creative Coin, which is a mining coin, um, that they're doing uh, this thing like trying to singularity thing with the art and all that stuff for the internet. It seems like there's a lot of compete, competing blockchains for that, right? That's certainly what it seems. I don't. Yeah. I don't know how you choose the right one. I, I, if you know, listeners out there, I would just investigate them all, and you know, if you're interested in, check it out and see um, what fits, what community seems like they're functioning best and stuff. And how responsive they are to you. That's yeah. definitely seems to be if they're hiding. <laughs> I I like the proof of work ones a little bit more because you know it's like an active blockchain, mm-hmm. creative coin seems like they know. Yeah, they have almost everybody. The developers will get on, the marketing people will get on. People seem to step in. I don't see them make, doing a lot of exaggerating, like, oh, it is what it is. Yeah, our coin got screwed up for a second. Now we're yeah. changing the mining algorithm, deal with it. It's a long-term thing. 
Right. I, I mean, I like to see that from the company. Like, they're not pumping their own coins and stuff like that. And they admit the delays. Yeah. That's the other thing. So if there's any delay, they admit it. So we're working on it. We'll get back to you as soon as possible. In fact, you can check out um, Creative Coin. They have a creative chain. They have the... Um, they did an update on how to mine from your GPU. They have a new article out. Um, I'll put that at the bottom of the uh, podcast. And that's that's kind of cool, too, because they're working with people who are interested in mining because a lot of people ask. Yeah. You know which companies do? Is it AMD or is it Intel? It has a new chip. Uh, for the dash, the dash miner thing? To help with the speed. Oh, I, I don't know too much about mining, to be honest with you. Apparently there's a new chip that's coming out that will help with speed so you don't have to, because part of the issue, as I understand it, with mining is that first, the amount of electricity and the speed. And so a new chip was, I'll look into it, but there's a new chip that's just came out that's going to help with speed, and of course that will help with cost. Mm-hmm. So more yeah. people can participate in the mining. I, I know I saw, like, yeah, the X, I think it's like, you know what? We're going to let, let that yeah. for the uh, experts. Yeah. And then the final thing that I have is uh, LuxTag. And this is another um, area that's kind of near and dear to my heart with regard to anti-counterfeiting. If you go through the effort of coming up with a brand and you put a lot of money into securing the brand, um, you want to at least have... The, fighting chance of protecting it. So this LuxTag claims to have created a blockchain-powered application to cater to the market of the anti-counterfeit, anti-theft, and manufacturing uh, big data market. So it's supposed to be ready to implement uh, this particular method of keeping track of luxury goods. Uh, The promotional video indicates that there's a patent pending, and I have the patent number case anybody's interested uh, service appears to be live because they are advertising that people can call them up for a custom rate uh, I had a side note that one of the product features is a is a record related to prior ownership in the secondary luxury product market what this is is that what you can do is let's say you bought something that's considered to be a luxury good you they will disclose to buyers all the prior owners of especially if it's art or something like that which as a security measure might be interesting but a lot of people who buy luxury goods or paintings and things like that may not want it to be publicly disclosed who they are even if it is on a blockchain so they it's a chain of custody right um however you know it you can either choose to do it or not. You know, that's that's the, the thing. I don't know if you'd have to get permission from all the prior owners about disclosing that information. But anyway, it's, a, it's, it's something interesting about it. Um, I do wonder if this service is going to require that only new or blockchain-native products can use this service because that would seem to make sense if, you, if it's a brand-new trademark, brand-new luxury good and using the blockchain. So starting from this point forward, that would kind of make sense. Um, But anyway, so I have links to the uh, Medium article and their website. And that's my top 10. All right. So yeah, that's a lot of news from the uh, blockchain space, art on the blockchain. Um, Yeah, I mean, we covered a lot of uh, what I was gonna talk about with the 
different art stuff in there in the vibrate rakugo creative coin um i was going to mention too voice uh they have a coin v-o-i-s-e and uh they had an update and funny enough one of uh the artists from around here that uh we used to work with carolyn malachi um she seems to be using it i saw them tweeting at her and i've been in their telegram group and i offered to um offered to I tweeted to Caroline and to um, Voice to have them come on and talk about their product, but I didn't hear anything back. But yeah, you know, and we're looking for uh, somebody to do our social media for our Art on the Blockchain podcast. And, uh, you know, if you want to learn cryptocurrency or, um, you know, the inner workings and deal with that, you know, I think that would uh, be a good uh, internship model for y'all or internship. Yeah, so we have a um, we have the uh, meetup coming uh, September 19th at the Black Cat in Washington D.C. Uh, we're gonna have a little uh, talk on some of the taxes involved, um, you know, some of the trading speculation on these uh, coins and stuff. So come out, have a drink. Uh, it's in downtown D.C. at the historical Black Cat, September 19th, seven to nine, and. Um, I did want to give a shout out to um, Rat because we talked about him yeah. a couple episodes ago, and he's going to actually be at the Black Cat on uh, October fifth. Okay. So, um, so, so check him out, and maybe a group of us can get together and and. Yeah, I'm interested. I, I like the uh, song he's got on the um, that I've heard on the radio. Yeah. So, do, do kill two birds with one stone. Go he, gave, he gave a good interview, too, on that Bitcoin podcast. He said he, they, they touched on a lot of the things that we've been uh, talking about in this space, too. So, it's good to see other people in faraway places from us talking. This is obviously something that people are talking about, you know, um, tokenizing and some of the uh, marketing stuff and the um, branding and the rareness, limited rareness, exclusiveness of stuff. So, so what do you think of the, uh, the Wu-Tang oh. situation? Yeah, so Because Shik- that deals with the rareness. Yeah, Shikrelli has um, put out his, I'm sure most of you heard, but he put out the, um, the album that he bought for $2 million from Wu-Tang, um, put it on eBay, and last I saw it was bidding at a million dollars. And, you know, that's a one-of-one thing. You know, that'd be a cool thing, you know, to see somebody buy it and then tokenize it. Maybe sell, you know, rights, licensing. I don't know how that works. I guess they're not granted licensing, are they? Yeah, this is it's a really interesting area. Well, only, you know, perhaps people who like this kind of area of the law. But he only has a recording. He doesn't have, and he has limited rights to that recording. So it's just like with the record that you buy or CD that you buy, the physical object, you have rights to that physical object and you could sell that physical object, but it doesn't give you any rights to the copyright. So you can't right. use your out al- the album that you bought. You can't play it on the radio. You can't sell the songs, the right. license it. You can't do like anything that. like that. But he could do listening parties. He could sell like right. the winner could sell you could make a token and then break it into decimals or you can make a bunch of tokens and 
have a number and have listening parties around the country or world, and <laughs> only the people with those two tokens that help su support the buy or whatever can get in or something. I mean, you well, could you could offer some kind of incentive, or maybe they get to listen to it, or they have it online on the website for you to listen to, and the access is through those tokens. Well, there's a uh, there are rules related to public broadcasting. So mm. if it's available to the public, if you had a house party and it happened to be playing, would be different than what about a, a private chat room? If it's if it's actually limited in that way. So like, what if I, I'm just thinking out of the box? What if I had like a second life, right, in that game or whatever, and mm -hmm. I built a house in that second life, and I invited everybody to that house party in the internet and played it there for say a million people were in that house. Then the then the issue is 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 that a, considered to be a public performance, and would that be restricted by the license that he does have? Because he may not have a license to broadcast in what in any form, whether right. it's in Second Life or or anything. So because it is interesting that nobody's ever said, yeah, I was at a at his house party and I heard the album. Because right. I haven't heard I haven't seen anybody say that any that they've heard the album. No, he no he's played the album, but. On his, not he the played whole, the whole thing. I don't know about the whole thing. He's played yeah. these songs on his, uh, you know, his streaming thing. Yeah. So he he just he invites, you know, controversy and he right. invites these kinds of things. Uh, so he's not a, you know, he's he not said, an example to follow in that I, sense. <laughs> I think he said he'd give the album to Taylor Swift or something if he went to the Grammys <laughs> with it. So Good luck with that. But it's it. But the the idea about the unique nature of that release is kind of what all of this is about with yeah. regard to the uh, rare music and getting some control over music and art for the for the creatives and so it's a, it's it's worth following yeah definitely um so yeah that about wraps it up for us uh episode six in the bag and that's it all right Oh, and if you have questions, if there's anything you want to ask us, you know, send us some questions. If there's, if there are any issues that you want us to address, you know, more than welcome to, to talk about those things. Thank <laughs> you.